Welcome back to the study of God's Word. I'm glad you chose to be with me today. And I want to talk to you about how God has spoken to us in Christ. Uh, the Bible says that God has always spoken. He's always revealed himself. Isaiah the prophet said that, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord speaks. And even nature speaks mightily of God as creator. And in our conscience, God speaks to us. And, and God in the past has spoken in different ways. Let me read to you from Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of, of the majesty in heaven. The writer of Hebrews wants us to understand that though God has spoken in the past, in many ways in the past, he's spoken through prophets and teachers and preachers. And a prophet to us is often someone who we think of as foretelling the future. But the prophets of God in the past were much more than that. Uh, they certainly did receive from God truth about the future, but most of what they did was not to foretell but to tell forth. They, they were messengers of God. They, they declared God's message to the people. Amos said, the Lord does nothing without it revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And that's true. So the prophets were, were good spokesmen for God. They, and, the, and that's what he says here in times past. That's how God spoke to us. And there are 39 books in the Old Testament, and God spoke to men through the prophets, and these books were put together, and they have great truth for us. However, I want you to understand that uh, God's revelation of himself in the Old Testament is not final. It's Christ is God's final revelation. You see, there's nothing God has said more than needs to be said in Christ. Now, certainly we can constantly learn more about Christ. We can understand Jesus better, and in heaven we will understand perfectly but there's nothing more that God needs to do to reveal who he is than the coming of Christ because Christ revealed everything that God is. That's why the writer here says he was the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. You see, you want to know what God is like. You want to know what God does. You want to know how God sees the situation, how God feels, Look at Jesus. Jesus is God's final word. And he spoke in the past with the prophets, but now he has continued speaking, but this time he has spoken his final revelation from heaven. In Hebrews seven twenty six, the Bible says there's no place for anybody alongside Jesus. He stands above all. He is the Christ. He is God. He is king. We're to place him above everything else. You see, in Christ, God spoke decisively, finally, and perfectly. And the first century Christians who saw him in person began to recognize that. And those of us who've come after, also if we've come into relationship with him, recognize that. Jeremiah the prophet uh, described the power of God, 
but Jesus Christ displayed the power of God. And the writer of Hebrews is saying, you wavering Christians in the midst of your persecution, in the midst of your troubles, in the midst of your difficulties, look away from all that. Look to Jesus. He's God's final spokesman. He's God's messenger. He's God's revelation. He's God's truth. In him you'll find what you need. The writer of Hebrews begins to describe Jesus. First he says, God has anointed him heir of all things. Jesus Christ, the final word, is the manifestation of God himself. And Jesus is the son of God, and he's the heir of all that God possesses. Everything that exists will find its true meaning only when it comes under the final control of Jesus Christ. No doubt Psalm 2.8 echoes what is said there here by the Hebrews writer. When it says, Ask of me, and I will give thee the nations for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. Jesus holds possession of all things. And what is amazing in Scripture is that we're told that we are believers, are a part of this inheritance. As John Trapp put it, be married to this heir and have all. For in Christ we're joined as with him. When a woman marries a rich man, she becomes rich. When we put our trust in Christ, we became the heir of all things. All things came into being by him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that came into being, John 1.3 tells us. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created, both in things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created by him. He's the one who made it all. He's the one who provided it all. So if you and I recognize that he's the heir of all that God is, and we can be joint heirs with him, that puts us in an inviolable position, in a special position, a special place, and that's important. There's nothing that Jesus tells us that is not true, and nothing that he does that is not true, and so everything he is is God-like, and uh, John, Dr. Sir John Nichols, who was uh, a tremendous scientist a few years ago, said the odds against the right combination of circumstances occurring to have involved intelligent, created life on the earth is 400,000 trillion, 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 trillion to one. <clears throat> and he said that that he went on to admit the great improbability, but went on to say that he believed that such did occur, but could never happen again on any planet or any other system. And it's strange what people tend to believe, to say that it was impossible, but yet to believe it rather than to believe that God created, that in Christ all was created. <clears throat> you see, that's how we miss the truth about Jesus and to see who he really is. The Bible also says that he is the radiance of his glory and that he is actually the one who radiates God's glory and reveals God's glory and manifests God's glory, and that in him everything that God is is revealed, and that he's the exact representation of his nature, he says, that if you want to know what God is like, just take a good look at Jesus. Colossians 1.15 says he's the image of the invisible God, the precise copy, the exact reproduction, and that is what he is. All the attributes of God become visible in him. And so if you want to know God, if you want to see God, if you want to hear God, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus today, looking unto him, 
the Hebrews writer says, the author and the finisher of our faith. Take a good look at Jesus and it'll make a difference in your life. God bless you. Have a great day.